Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, new 2DS bundles, Splatoon updates, and the mysterious case of the disappearing pre-orders. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? That's going all right. Hmm. (laughs) That was was a hard break. (laughs) I came out the gate. I was shouting a little bit. I was talking fast. Mark's like, I'm all right. (laughs) You know, I'm moseying (laughs) through my evening. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned uh, before we started recording that you're feeling a little blue. Yeah, I don't, uh, I can't really pinpoint it. I mean, everything's going fine in my life. Did I have a dream last night that, like, my tooth fell out in a horrifically violent fashion? Of course I did. But that doesn't mean that I can't be doing all right. Uh, Is uh, teeth falling out, is that a normal kind of dream for you? I don't, uh, I feel like when I have, like, body trauma in dreams it mm. usually is like loose teeth or teeth and teeth yeah. that are like falling out i i feel i feel like loose teeth for sure is like a i don't know why but people are like my teeth can't be loose <laughs> um i uh i won't say that it's a recurring dream but i suppose it is in that i've had it more than once <laughs> um that i dream the inside of my hand is hollow and like there, are, the surface of my hand is like starting to chip away, and I can see Whoa. like into the inside of my hollow hand. That one I've never heard of before. I feel like uh, teeth-related dreams are in like dream books and stuff. Like yeah. those are fairly common. It hollow means something. Hand. Hollow hand. That one I'm not <laughs> familiar with. Weather report. Pleasant. Totally pleasant. Mm-hmm. Getting nice and cool though. That's gonna turn around on us. Presumably. <laughs> right, because it always does. Yeah. Um, Mark, you pulled some guest weather today. That's right. It's for, uh, how do you say it? Hey, you pulled it, man. <laughs> Reykjavik? Yeah, that's right. Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, do- doing good, right? <laughs> when I pulled this, it was 1 a.m. Right, middle of the night. They were. It was 50 degrees. That sounds lovely. That sounds nice. Crisp, probably. Yeah. Well, and it also doesn't look like they have much variance in their weather. It's like the high is maybe 56 like an, and then the low is 49. That's crazy. That's, that there's just like a 10 degree the difference same temperature. Like, yeah. Well, uh so Iceland, right? Right now they're getting a lot of sunshine. They're getting a lot of sunshine, right? So I would imagine that there's not much variance between day and night. That's true. That makes the sun's sense. just out mm-hmm. and low all the time. Do you think you would like that? This Did you see that movie in Insomnia? Yeah. No, I don't think I would like it. <laughs> I think it would be unpleasant. But it, but, but if you weren't a murderer, do you think you would like it? I it isn't the detective also driven mad by it? Yeah, that's true. Right. So I'm saying that both sides of the coin, cop and criminal, <laughs> they're both e- equally unnerved by it. it. Has to be great for filming movies though, or like photography, because it's like the magic hour for most of the day. Uh, but does that make it all not very magical? Mark, let's talk about what we got what we got wrong last week. Because we did get something wrong. We got we did get something wrong. In our conversation about Splatoon 2, uh, we couldn't really narrow down which of the original Squid Sisters had gone missing, Kelly or Marie. Uh, we said Marie, 
Um, but that's not right. It's Callie who's gone missing. Um, we were wrong on that one. Uh, shout out to uh, Twitter user um, Pen Quinn for setting us straight. Uh, we, um, that's our bad. That's our bad. That is our bad. Thank I'm, you for keeping us honest. Yeah, I'm loath to admit a mistake, but in this case, <laughs> I did err. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a, we 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 got to own up to our our mistakes. Mark, what have you been playing this week? So I've, I've of course been playing some more Splatoon two. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying that still. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I, uh, still kind of wishing there was some more stage variety occasionally, especially because, Mm -hmm. so you get two, there are two in a two hour block, Yeah, but there are times where I will just play the same one over and over and over and over again. Sure. And never see that second one. You're not feeling the rotation of that second one. Yeah. I, I, I feel that sometimes, um, I don't, all of my gameplay sessions are short enough that like I'm never playing it for more than like half an hour in a sitting, 45 minutes maybe, um, or at least not all uh, turf wars in that time. I'll pop over to Salmon Run if it's available, or the single player, you know, and anything like that. I, I feel like um, there are ways to vary up your gameplay experience, but you have to like be mindful of what's available when to do it, which maybe isn't the best, but I don't know. I'm 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 also really enjoying it still. And we both picked up Overcooked. Yes, this uh, past week. And we were just playing a little bit of it now because uh, you said that you weren't able to play multiplayer. Right, and I picked it up with the intention of playing multiplayer, and I intend to do so in the future. But when I was playing it uh, before we played together tonight, mm-hmm. it was just single player. Not very fun. As a single player game, right? Like it, it as a single player game, it seems like it's just it's like rote instructions. Mm-hmm. You do this, you <laughs> you follow instructions, follow the steps, try to get it done. Um, but when you've got multiple people doing it, you're yelling at each other <laughs> and getting in each other's way and like shouting about chopping onions. I think it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I so when I was playing in single player, I w- I was feeling like the game wasn't didn't do a very good job of introducing new mechanics mm-hmm. and i still kind of feel that way where uh in my mind the correct progression the, the, the way this should, game should have progressed uh-huh. is it should have had a few levels that are very basic and at first like the kitchen itself doesn't change and they're just adding new ingredients and teaching you how to do that yeah and then they start slowly introducing new mechanics into the kitchens themselves Uh that is not how this game is designed no i kind of it ramps up the both the recipes and the uh kind of environmental problems uh at the same time and i that i like i like that because each it makes each level its own like separate puzzle box Uh that you're like okay now i've got a like i i know the rules of cooking stuff there, you know, there are only so many different like variations on like you chop a thing, you put it in another thing, you add it to something else and serve it. Um, but then like, oh, this one, uh, there's an earthquake every now and then, and the kitchen splits into like two separate levels of kitchen. You can like throw stuff down <laughs> to the other person, or like you're, you're on a boat, and so things shift around. I don't know. It's it's I I, I think the game's great. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Definitely worth the twenty bucks. Mm, absolutely. And there's a a bunch of. Uh, like all the DLC that is in this thing is just packed in. Um, I, it's the game is so like hard and frustrating in like a fun way that like 
I don't, I am not looking forward to getting to like those harder, the like extra hard stuff at the end of it. My experience is it's only fun uh, when you're like that level of stress is only fun when you're playing with other people. Yeah. When you're doing it by yourself, this game is just so stressful and not in a particularly enjoyable way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Mark, that's what we've been playing uh, this week. Let's get a look at what we might be playing next week in the new releases. So last week we had kind of a bumper crop of new releases. This yeah. week, a little more slim pickings. Um, August 3rd. So nothing coming out today, August 1st. Tuesday, usually something's released, but nope. Uh, so on August 3rd, Thursday, for the Wii U eShop, sh- uh, big ups to the Wii U, mm-hmm. Flight of Light, I won't even pretend to know what that is. Nope. Uh, four releases for the Switch eShop, Retro City Rampage DX, which I'm, I have now learned is just means deluxe, basically. Because, right, that's what the Pokemon Tournament uh, DX is. Yeah, but we can still read it as DX. Sure, right? sure, yes. It's, it's not like D- I was just bragging about the knowledge <laughs> oh, that I acquired. Yeah. Just as long as we don't have to call it D-Cross, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, that's gross. I Even if that's how it was supposed to be pronounced, I would refuse on principle. I understand. Uh, puzzle, okay. Uh, River City Rampage. I Retro City get, Rampage. Retro City Rampage. I always get this confused with... Oh, wait, so Retro City Rampage must be some sort of like take on yes it takes its cues from the i'm gonna forget uh, i'm gonna forget what the name of that series the uh um rum jesus i can (laughs) i've got no words here (laughs) um yeah those uh uh What's it? River City Ransom. Those yes, games. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Wow. Yes. Man, what happened to me, Mark? Did you see my soul jump out of my <laughs> eyes just to not be in that moment? Um. Oh. Uh. I. I. I've nothing. I don't know. I mean, these aren't really my type of thing. But you tend to like beat 'em ups, right? Yeah, I like beat 'em ups. Okay. I. I don't think. I mean, we we can keep going through th- through this list. I think this is mostly uh, a week that I'm not going to yeah, get anything. Same here. There's Puzzle Adventure Blockle. I'm assuming that's not a typo because I'm the one that put it in there, but <laughs> right? I don't really know. Um, Slime San, like San, like the Japanese honorific. Mm-hmm. And then the Neo Geo game for the week is Arrow Fighters 2. Uh, so a weird week where I don't care about anything. Well, it's one of those things where last week I was saying, I don't understand how they timed the release of these games because last week there were a, t- a lot yeah of eShop releases on the switch a couple of bigger names yeah it's like why not save one Just of those for one this of week? those i really don't get it but like, whatever if namco museum came out this yeah. week why not this week it would be the only thing out there it doesn't make mark this doesn't make sense to me <laughs> I, I i really don't understand it and i'm sure like Next week when we talk about it, one of these games will actually have not been released. Right. Also, we'll come up on it in the news, but there are games that just uh, get released on some of these platforms without us even knowing, and we have to go back and talk about it later, which we will when we get to the news (laughs) in just a second.
Mm, but before the news, we've got a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark... What are we talking about this week? We're going to rank the Star Wars prequels. Okay. We are going to rank them Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, worst to best? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, Do we need to... Is there any ground that we need to cover? Like, are there any, uh, like, things we need to uh, establish first? Or can we just get into it? Like... Do you have your list? Do I have my list? How do you want to get into it? I, I I think our list might be very similar. Okay. I mean, there's only three, so and I think we all know what the worst one is. Attack, Attack of the Attack Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, right. hands down. Uh, yeah. At- that movie's borderline unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like... I don't know if there's anything in it that's worth revisiting. Yeah, yes. Well, and like... I think there are story ideas and like design concept stuff that is strong in uh, all three of these movies. Totally. But like, and in the actual like film craft, Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars movie, full stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, I'm putting like, you know, the Ewok adventures and. (laughs) Has the Ewoks, they're at least cute. Yeah, the Ewoks are cute. There's nothing cute. What's the cutest thing in Attack of the Clones? Oh, uh, R2-D2? That's probably right. <laughs> okay, so where, where do you go after that? Uh, I say second worst is Revenge of the Sith. I, I think I agree, but I don't know. I, I hold both of the remaining two movies in such low regard that it's hard for me to say, like, they both set out to do like specific things right mm-hmm. like phantom menace is like this is a movie for kids it's a, a kitty movie where they jump around and like shout and stuff you know that's what uh they say and that's what george lucas mm-hmm. was always talking about but i don't really be- i don't really believe that because nothing in the plot uh-huh. is juvenile Sh- okay that like, is true the plotting itself Right. There's nothing. It's too complicated. Yeah. The, the plotting is too complicated. It's all like. Uh, it's about trade disputes. Yes. But it also features like a lizard fish man who steps in poop. Right. Right. Uh, and talks funny. And then also a child who like says wahoo and like does spinning because that's a good trick. And uh, another point against Phantom Menace is that it's probably the most casually racist. Yes. Of the movies. Yeah, 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 yep. I think that's right. Um, yeah, the, the Trade Federation guys are, uh, oh man, their accents are rough, right? It, it's, it, well, even their design is <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much like, is very, I mean, let's just say they're Asian. Oh, yeah, it's, they're, they're bad uh, Asian stereotypes. And like, Jar Jar Binks has some like bad, uh, like black stuff too. So, like, right. Okay, so and Watto's ba- like oh yeah, heavily Jewish stereotypes. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that's number two for me. <laughs> it's still better than Attack of the Clones. So the only reason I usually, although I just think I talked myself out of it, yeah, but the reason pretty I, convincingly, too. but the reason I usually put Phantom Menace higher is because it's it at least seems to be what George Lucas actually wanted to make. Whereas, fan, or whereas Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, to me, feel like he 
saw all the feedback and was right. like, fine. Fine. And like hard did his correction. own thing. Yeah. Did, yeah, like hard correction, trying to please people. And it was still terrible. Right. But so at least the first one was his like him doing what he was able to him doing what he wanted to do sure you think that phantom but, menace is like at the very least it is the realization of one man's artistic vision yes no it's way it's too bad that that is very racist but <laughs> but hey it is I mean, his vision what do you want from a 70 year old white filmmaker i mean like <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit racist so revenge of the sith um here's the thing uh, i will go to bat for the score of um the first one, a Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Um, because it's got that duel of the fates, mm-hmm. um, and it's got that cool uh march at the end. Um I like those a lot, and I don't think um there is any new music in episode three that rivals that. Yeah. Um but uh if we had other points in favor of uh episode three, we will we'll never, never know. know. Uh we were joined, we were accompanied today by G Lu. So Thank you for that. Mark, let's actually get into the news with no more digressions into Star Wars. On August 25th, Nintendo is going to be launching a new 2DS, new Super Mario. Let me start that over because that's confusing because now there's a 2DS and a new 2DS. Right. So Nintendo on August 25th is launching a 2DS New Super Mario Brothers 2 bundle for $79.99. Okay. So this is a old 2DS. 2DS. So like the non-clamshell, the like slate yes. 2DS type. The doorstop. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the wedge. Uh okay. I mean, $80. Yes, it's the old 2DS. But for $80, including New Super Mario Brothers 2. I think that's a really good deal. Yeah, wasn't that the the price that they were uh the 2DS was going for just with... by itself? Oh yeah, maybe that's right. I was going to say it had Mario Kart with I it. I think but... they have been doing pack-in games for that price in the past. Mm-hmm. Um man, yeah, if you are looking uh, I think we say this every time we bring up the 3DS, 2DS and mm-hmm. these bundles is that it's such a good deal. The 3DS has an amazing library. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, great library and it seems like they're still supporting it in some capacity. Yeah, the so. 3DS and 2DS will outlive us all. That's that's right. We will all be dead, Mark, in unmarked pauper's graves. But And the, uh, the 3DS will be standing over us just laughing. Right. That's right. And it, it'll be leaving little bundles of cartridges like flowers at yeah. our graves. Mm-hmm. So it's respecting us while laughing at us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, Yokai Watch 2, the Psychic Sep- Specters, is releasing... September 25th. Is that like a third version? I of believe Yoko so, Watch? yeah. And then Monster Hunter Stories is releasing September 8th with a demo coming on August 10th. So, yeah, it's still a great year for the 3DS. And then just a few weeks later in September, we'll get... We'll get Metroid. Yeah. 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 I'm... I mean... Okay. So, I ended up not picking up the new 2DS that I had... Uh, set aside for me at, at GameStop. Um I'm happy with my system. I don't need to upgrade now. Uh I'm excited to play more games on it. And there are more coming. Splatoon 2's first Splatfest is this weekend. It's the Mayo vs. Ketchup one. Did you 
choose a side? I chose a side. What? I chose Team Ketchup. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, and I knew you would come around to Team Ketchup. Last week, you were talking a big game about being Team Mayo. But... What? what? <laughs> a big game? <laughs> I believe I said I could see arguments for either side. <laughs> That's how my voice sounds in my head. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, team, team Ketchup, I've been leveling up my shirt. Have you been leveling up your shirt? No. Oh, wait. You should, I should wear it. Yeah, you should wear it now. Get it leveled up so that you have a uh, some powered up clothing while you're actually doing the Splatfest. But be forewarned, you will not get to keep that shirt. At the end of the Splatfest, it goes away. Is it the same sort of thing where um, the, uh, what do you call them, like the bonuses that you get mm-hmm. are random? Even for the Splatfest t-shirts? I don't know. So the, the bonus that mine has on it as like its default one is that it doubles the effect of all of the other bonuses that it... And maybe maybe they're all like that. Um, if you have an experience with, with this where it is also the double the uh, bonus, you can write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com. Uh, and let us know. If I had looked, I could tell you, but... But didn't. you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and during the Splatfest, a new stage called Shifty Station is mm. going to be in the mix. Unclear if the stage is a Splatfest exclusive or if it's just going to be added in going forward. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I hope it is a just new one going forward because uh, we haven't. That that'd be the first new stage. That's right. Introduced right? Uh, yeah. the past two weekends, they've introduced new weapons. Mm-hmm. So the first one was one of the was like a paintbrush. Yep. And then this last weekend, they did the Dually Squelcher. Mm-hmm. And did you check those out at all? I like the Dooleys. Um, I like the, uh, what, are, what are the normal ones called? Dually, spl- I'm just going to say splatters. Dual splatties or du- something. Dual splatters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like those, but I feel like they don't have quite enough firepower, and these, uh, these feel real good. It's interesting. I don't like these for uh, Turf Wars, mm. but I do like them for some of the uh, ranked match mm-hmm. ones, like the tower control. Sure, be- because it's a more like combative weapon. Like it's it's less about inking and more about yes, like, exactly. Like because yeah. for trying to spread ink, I don't think they're very useful. But yeah. I do find them um, better when you're trying to like splat uh, an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon the movie. I choose you. That's the full title. It, you, you were, I, I'm you not declaring the headline. <laughs> yeah, I'm not declaring. Uh, Pokemon the movie as my choice. Mm-hmm. So Pokemon the movie, I Choose You, is coming to movie theaters around the world for screenings on November 5th and November 6th. This is one of those like special Fathom event type things. Ah, okay. So wait, is this like the original Pokemon movie? I don't believe so. I think it's the new one that's coming out in Japan. Okay. And so uh, the Pokemon company partnered with Fathom Events. And I watched a similar... or. I went to a similar thing for this for like the last Dragon Ball Z movie. Uh-huh. Um, monsters and something or just monsters or Monster- gods and monsters are in there somewhere. Yeah, it's gods and monsters. <laughs> oh, uh, Dragon James Ball Whale. Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was, that was really fun. Mm, okay. So uh, I don't know that I care enough about Pokemon to go to this, but they I, are a good time. I know that I do not. Well, there you go. <laughs> But they're really fun because because they're limited events and because they only have a couple of screenings mm-hmm. on each days. Usually the theaters are packed with, or at least my experience in LA has been the theaters are packed with fans. Yeah. And so 
everybody is really into it. And so it's a lot of fun that way. Yeah, that can really make a difference when you're in a theater full of people who actually like really want to be there. You can make any movie fun. Yeah. Uh, Switch firmware update went live yesterday. It's version 3.0.1. It's uh, available for download now if you haven't updated your system. The update addresses an issue with the system's battery power display. Yeah, I I was reading a little bit about this where it would show like a different level of battery than it actually has and then would like it would appear that like as you were playing your battery power went up. Oh, it's not actually what was happening, it just appeared that way. I mostly have been playing a docked, so I haven't noticed it. Yeah, I I haven't actually experienced this either, but um it's fixed. The so this the Amazon Treasure Truck made the NES Classic Edition available on it was saturday Mm -hmm. um this past saturday in atlanta chicago dallas houston los angeles and seattle for a brief period so okay you you saw this that's right did you pick one up i did yeah tell how what, what was that experience so like you just placed the order okay so for this is i think this might be the first time it was in la or they had a treasure truck in la but it's, I had not heard yeah. the phrase Amazon treasure truck I until either. this weekend. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I think it was the first time they did it in LA. And I think that's partly why it was easier to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the way it works is Amazon has these trucks that go to like malls or conventions or shopping centers. And they are kind of designed like an old timey circus train car. Mm-hmm. And then they have some games that they put out on like the lawn and but but the big hook is that they have one like desirable item in Mm. stock and then what they want you to do and the way that you get it is you sign up to receive notifications when the treasure truck is coming yeah and then when the notification goes out you uh go to the app or to the website and you purchase whatever item is for sale. Right. And, and, they, and they just keep that order up until they run out of stock. Right. And that, and then, so that happened like before 10 a.m. here. Uh-huh. And then from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., I could drive to the Grove and they were holding a NES Classic Edition in this case for me. And I could just pick it up. So if you were at the Grove, and it was like 3 p.m. It was already sold out. So they would just have NES Classic Edition sitting around, but you couldn't buy one because they were all on hold waiting for people to come pick them up. Uh, do, were you, did you run into other people that were doing the same thing? Or? Yeah, so I had to go to a wedding shower in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I got there at uh, like a little before 11 to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And there was already a line of maybe like 30 or 40 people wow. ahead of me. So they had a lot of these things. They had to have had uh just in LA alone hundreds if not a thousand wow so what well, it's was what in like six different cities yeah so amazon must have been hoarding like uh, like thousands of these so amazon's and not- maybe they still are we don't even know if like they will do another one of these things with the NES classic edition in the future right so it's not it's not just amazon who we are discovering this week has been hoarding these things um there are bundles available on th- thinkgeek.com um, where you can get like the NES Classic with you know some like bad souvenirs or whatever that they have, and so the bundles are 
you know, they're priced appropriately for like this item plus this item plus this item, but you're buying a, like a hundred dollars worth of stuff that you don't want. Yeah, I mean, at least the uh, treasure, the Amazon treasure truck, it was MSRP. Yeah. So I just paid, you know, the sixty dollars plus tax mm-hmm. for it. But it's kind of, and it was eerie how easy it was for me to get one because yeah. you know, like I accepted the notifications, went to the app, and. With one button, I had it purchased. Right. Right. Versus all the time people have spent refreshing and going you know, to like, stores. And, and yeah. It was February when they did their last run of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. February or April. But it's, it's kind of gross to me that like Amazon and ThinkGeek have been sitting on thousands of these. ThinkGeek, who is owned by GameStop, by yeah. the way. So like, yeah, it's, it's all, it is. So Nintendo obviously has like a little bit of a, a hard time keeping their um their hardware in stock places, right? Like that's that's uh, true of the 3DS, of the NES Classic, and the Switch, um, and was true of the Wii. Um, and then there's also like a secondary market where people are like scalping these things and reselling them for way more than they're supposed to be. I it's bothersome to me that there's like a third arm of this where retailers are hoarding these things. Yeah. It's so strange to me. Well, I think it's particularly kind of gross what ThinkGeek is doing. Yeah. And what we see a lot of companies doing with the Switch currently, mm-hmm. where it's like, you'll see it on like walmart.com um, or again, like GameStop does this, mm-hmm. where online, they're only selling them in bundles. Yeah. So when they are available, it's like this plus a lot of times like $100 worth of stuff that I personally think is junk. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you don't, you don't want to buy the Zelda strategy guy. You're just going to look it up online or just play the game. Or like, how many keychains do you need? Yeah. I got a, I got some beef with keychains. <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris came with a set of keychains, uh, and I saw there's a collector's edition of um, Metroid that I, I think uh, GameStop is selling that is also coming with a keychain. What, what? When did when did this start? When did, when did when did keychains with your games? When was that? When did that come about? It just the whole thing feels exploit exploitative. Yeah, Ex- <laughs> yeah. So I, I've I've heard both. Uh, oh. Now that we're thinking about how to say this word. <laughs> I know, that's the problem. I like started to think about it and got tripped up on. Exploitative? Yeah. Anyways, it yes. feels gross. Like, it mm-hmm. feels a little bit wrong um, to be doing that. I don't know. I. Um, so, anyways, I did. I got a, an NES Classic Edition. Uh, there's. I'm going to a number of weddings. So, I'm I'm looking to give it away as a gift. Yeah. But... Um, it was, I wasn't expecting to get another one. Right. The whole process was just very surreal. Right. Well, and you texted me and you were like, are you doing this? And I like, I don't know if it just cause like we've been talking about them not being in stock for so long, but I was just like, I'm going to let, like, I could get another one and give it to someone, I guess. Uh, but like, I'm just going to let another person get it. I'm just going to let another person get it. Um, which I feel okay about. Also, I'm spending a lot of money on Nintendo <laughs> stuff. I got six Amiibos two weeks ago. I just hope this doesn't get like retailers thinking ahead for the SNES Classic Edition. Right. So they're only putting like half of them out on store shelves. Right. Because then they're like, well, we'll just hoard the rest of them uh, to release like a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Speaking of the SNES Classic. So last week we talked about Walmart briefly put up some pre-orders. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was a slow trickle of cancellations. And nobody was really... I think everybody was assuming that they were all going to get canceled, but nobody knew for sure. And then Walmart just came out and said this past week, they were like, yeah, we're canceling all of them. All of them are canceled. Yeah. So if you had a pre-order for an SNES Classic Edition from Walmart, it is gone. Yeah. And Walmart is saying that it was a glitch that they were made available. Yeah. Um, Who knows? uh, One customer service representative... uh, allegedly told somebody inquiring about it that the manufacturer who in this case would be nintendo had requested that they cancel all of them mm. that's just from one uh customer service rep so who knows how yeah, true that how is much validity there is there. yeah but it it is interesting that walmart was the only one that did open up pre-orders right and has since canceled them so I don't know. Again, it's another retailer working against us, Mark. (laughs) We just want to play these games. We just want to play these games. We just want to play these games. Nintendo's confirmed that the fusion mode, which is the hard mode in Metroid's Samus Returns, is locked behind the Metroid Amiibo. Yeah, there was some question about this. Yeah, there was some question about whether uh, that's that was the only way to get it. It sounds like that is confirmed. It's the only way to play the the hard mode. Um, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I, I don't care either, because, but that's only because I don't really care for hard modes. Right. And I don't care because I'm going to get the Amiibo anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't, but I can always just use yours. That's right. Uh, I, we talked about this. I think we talked about this last week when we were talking about the functionality of the Amiibo. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that the like challenge modes of the first Splatoon's mm-hmm. single player were also locked behind Amiibo, correct? That's right. Yeah. And I don't remember... People being upset about that. I've read a lot of people being upset about this hard mode being locked behind the Amiibo. But I don't know, man. Like, I, as someone who collects Amiibo, um, I like that they're cool little Nintendo statues. But I also like that they give me stuff in games. It's rare that Nintendo does this. Like, lock a hard mode or something behind mm-hmm. Amiibo. Um, I'm not crazy about it. I, I think I'd be more okay. I guess we'll see what the availability of that specific amiibo is. Yeah. If the world is lousy with them, that I'm not as concerned about it. Right. If they're like Tom Nooks and you can just go into any Toys R Us and find a bunch of Animal Crossing right. amiibo. Then yeah. it's just some strange sort of DLC. Yeah. You know? like, But if uh, if they're impossible to find, then I think that's kind of um, poor form. Sure. If they're impossible to find, then I will join everyone's outrage. But, I mean... It's not going to be impossible to find, right? That, has there been an, an amiibo recently that has been incredibly difficult to find? Uh, the the Zelda ones haven't been super easy, um, depending on which ones they are, like the Majora's Mask. Uh, and I only recently got the Guardian from Breath of the Wild. Um, so, so some of them, yeah. But I mean, you know, all, all of the uh, like Splatoon stuff is uh, plentiful. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Pokemon Go developer Niantic. Uh, We talked about last week how the first Pokemon Go Fest was a disaster for them. Mm -hmm. And the claim reasons that the event did not deliver the experience as advertised is seeking some, like, ridiculous amount in damages. This is dumb. Yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) It's not like people got hurt. 
No, no one got hurt. Like maybe you flew to Chicago when you didn't mean to fly to Chicago. Well, you meant to fly you meant to Chicago. To. Yeah. Right. But like, did you have some nice food? Right. Did you drink a beer? Niantic is refunding your mm-hmm. the like the cost of your entry. Mm-hmm. They are giving you a hundred dollars of in-game currency. A hundred dollars. So yeah, I don't feel a lot of sympathy. Yeah, no, me neither. Ultra Street Fighter 2, uh, Capcom's first and only Switch game thus far. to this point, <laughs> is uh, reportedly a hit. I mean, Capcom's calling it a hit. And it sold 450,000 copies, probably as more at this point, um, in the first quarter, well above Capcom's expectations, well above basically what it deserved. Well, yeah. It was like a $40 like, uh, easy port. Uh, yes street fighter 2 mm-hmm. but it did have that bad motion control <laughs> <laughs> that's right mode but th- that's an insane amount of like five hundred thousand copies yeah for well, something that had to have been low effort yeah like that had to be great news for capcom i mean it's street fighter 2 it's it's still uh e- even if it's like a lazy port or whatever street fighter 2 is still one of like the best games so like it's a good game there weren't that many on the switch at the time yeah, I bought I it. So I I don't know that I don't know that the the number of games on the Switch at the time contributed to its success. Yeah, because um there have been a lot of games that have come out on the Switch. Sure, and a lot of them have sold not like amazing, but well for third party like for indie games. And sure, stuff yeah. like that. So I it's I think it's also possible that. People who own Switches are buying a lot of games. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. I think the attach rate is higher than anyone's um, expecting. I think people are just excited about the Switch. Yeah. Um, I know I am. I think I already own eight games, which is maybe tied or a couple less than I own for the PS4, which I've owned for, you know, like many years at this point. Yeah, if we're not counting games that I got for free on PS Plus, <laughs> then for sure I have <laughs> yeah. more Switch games than I do PlayStation 3, 4 games. So the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the publisher, i.e. Capcom, is starting to prepare multiple Switch version titles. Uh, no word on what they might be or really what that means, but right. it are does they, seem are like... They ports? Are they uh, like ports of current stuff? ports of old stuff or is it something new developed for switch right and i was trying to think of ips that have been on nintendo platforms recently from capcom and really that number is monster hunter and uh phoenix Wright, mm-hmm. like ace attorney and look i'd love and street fighter 2 <laughs> and street fighter 2 i would love an hd ace attorney game sure so hopefully that's coming i think uh whether or not monster hunter double cross comes to the West, I think that we will get another Monster Hunter game on mm-hmm. the Switch. Um, but it would be great to see other Capcom IP. I mean, I'm mean, i Mar- trying to even think of what that is at this point. Marvel versus Capcom should definitely come to this thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, they don't seem to care about it. But Mega Man, like, do something with Mega Man. Um, you know, so many of the experiences that I, I'm having on the on uh, Switch are like Mega Man adjacent. Anyway, um, that Mighty Gunvolt burst is yeah. I'm, tons I keep meaning to pick that up because the little bit I played here was mm-hmm. super fun, and it's only ten bucks. Yeah. Um. So both of us, both you and I, like Resident Evil quite a bit. Yes. And so, if Resident Evil Seven came to the Switch, yes, would you buy yes. it? Yes. 
Yes, I would. I think would. I would too. It's so weird to me that it's that it's a hang up for me that like I just don't want to turn on my PlayStation 4. I know because I think we could get it fairly cheap for the PS4 at this point. That's a great point. But yeah, I would hold out for it. (laughs) Um, Three TurboGrafx-16 games were released on the Wii U eShop last week. Uh, Okay, so most of the words in this sentence don't make sense in 2017, right? (laughs) Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't don't understand their Wii U strategy. Yeah. I I guess it's nice that they are releasing things, because there is an install base of Wii U owners, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, One of the games released is Air Zonk. Which is like a uh, side-scrolling, flying... Uh, it takes Bonk the caveman and moves him into the future. I was going to ask if it was Bonk-related. It is, it is Bonk-related. Um, so, I, don't, I'm, I may fire up the old uh, Wii U and download me some Air Zonk. <laughs> then the other two are Ninja Spirit and Victory Run. I can't tell you anything about either of those two other games. Nope. Uh, Nintendo's financial results for the first quarter of this year, which were... April 2017 to June 2017 are in and results are good. Good. Profits are up over 150% from the this time last year. But the big news is basically the Switch hardware numbers were 4.7 million. So that's total units sold to date, right? I believe so. I think mm-hmm. that includes... Yeah, that's total sold to date. So that includes the ones that were sold in March before yeah. the start of the previous quarter. Uh, so Nintendo, Nintendo did not change their guidance for the year on Switch hardware. They're sticking at 10 million units uh-huh. sold for the fiscal year. So that number, the 10 million, does not include the two and change that yeah. was sold in March. Interesting. So that leads me to believe that while they are going to continue to ramp up production, and just anecdotally, it seems like... Uh, the Switch has become a little bit more readily available in yeah, the LA area. Yeah, you can area. see them in stores, yeah. And if you're like on the lookout for it, you can definitely pick one up. They're still not just like walk into the store and grab one. Right. In most cases. Um, so, and Nintendo had already promised that going into the fall, production would ramp up more. But so them sticking with their 10 million makes me think that either they're being incredibly conservative or they just know what their manufacturing capabilities are. And they're maxed out for the fiscal year at ten billion. Right. Um, I mean, they gotta they gotta keep making two DSs. Yep. <laughs> they gotta make a bunch of Super NES classics. Plus, these NES classics are coming from somewhere. Well, they're still <laughs> making three DSs. Mm-hmm. They're apparently still making regular two DSs. Yeah. They have the Super Nintendo Classic coming out. Yeah, like you said. Uh, and also, we know that components are scarce, like the memory. Yeah. That. They're compete. Nintendo's competing against big players like Samsung and LG Apple, right. and Apple and all these people who are buying up the memory that are used in the Switch. So it's not like it's I if it's not like Nintendo doesn't have the option, right? Right, because Nintendo is also buying this memory at a much smaller quantity, mm-hmm. which means it's probably more expensive. Yeah, and not only more expensive, but if you're um, like Samsung or any of the other companies that are making this memory. If Apple's like, hey, I need 120 million of these and I'll pay you $10 per like memory unit. Right. And even if Nintendo's like, oh, we'll pay you $20, but for, I don't know, like 20 million. Right. Like, they're going to make the 120 million. Of course. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when supply and demand equal out. I 
don't expect it'll be this year. Yeah, I mean, really, the number saying that uh, 4.7 million switches have been sold really just means 4.7 million switches have been made. Yeah. Right? But it's a, it's a really good start for Switch, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, at this time next year, it'll probably have already outsold the Wii U's lifetime to date. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, we, we got a little bit of information on that, right? That uh, uh, to, to date, the Wii U has sold 13.56 million units. Yeah. Um, and that's probably where that thing stops. Uh, just at 13 and a half, uh, which is not great no. for lifetime sales of a console. Uh, the 3DS uh, is gonna, or has already um, sold more than four times that um, and, you know, obviously still being supported. So, like, I could imagine those numbers continuing to go up um, in the future. And then finally, Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age is officially coming to the West Ooh. in 2018. I think that's the first time that we've heard the English uh, localization of the title. Echoes of an Elusive Age. Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> it feels very evocative. It's very evocative. Yeah, I'm imagining like mi- like uh, English moors and mm. just... Uh, Lots of moody mist. Yes. Um... So thanks to a video uploaded by PlayStation EU, the PS4 version is for sure coming. Uh. We know that because it was like announced uh-huh. uh, through that video. But I'd be surprised if we don't see it released on a Nintendo console in some form, either the 3DS version or the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, an official PlayStation video isn't going to talk about either of those. That's right. And apparently, the script for Dragon, Dragon Quest Eleven has been released in Japan, and uh, both the PS4 version and the 3DS version. Apparently, the script between the PS4 and the 3DS version are identical, so it's not like localization would be... It's not like they need to localize... It's not re-localizing a second game to bring the 3DS version over. Right. Um... Also, a Switch version supposedly exists. It's been announced, but we know nothing about it otherwise. That's right. So we don't know if the Switch version is... The PS4 version or the 3DS version or some... I mean, it seems unlikely, but maybe some hybrid of the two. Uh, Or a new thing entirely. Yeah, or a new thing entirely. (laughs) I don't know. I, I could see an argument for... For any of it, I could see an argument for the P- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I could see the PS4 version and the Switch version. I could see the PS4 version and the 3DS version. I could see mm-hmm. just the PS4 version. Um, I'm personally hoping it comes out on the 3DS and the Switch because, as we talked about with Resident Evil 7, I'd rather buy it on the Switch if I can. That's right. And the uh, 3DS version, I like that it has the old school, like, 16-bit-ish graphics. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want it for that as well. Uh, Mark? Let's get out of the news. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, you can check back with us on Thursday when we are going to have a, uh, a long-form topic. Mark and I are placing a million-dollar bet um, who can more accurately predict the forthcoming... Allegedly. Alleged, allegedly forthcoming Nintendo 64 Classic Edition. So start your list of what that is. Uh, and join us on Thursday. But in the meantime, if you would like to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, that would be great. If you like the episode, please share it on social media or in person. 
Um, that helps us out a lot. You can follow us on Twitter at Nin- Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And of course, our email address is Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. 8 Bit Betty made our music. This is what that sounds like. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.